Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Uh, thank you for everybody that's tuning in right now. Hope that you had a great New Year. Um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, New Year's Day. Uh, the New Orleans Saints get the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, clearly was an upset. I don't think too many people expected that. Uh, to happen and if they did they probably didn't think that the Saints would impose their will the way that they did against the Philadelphia Eagles but you know a lot of things have happened since that game has uh, concluded um, one thing in particular we all know that the Saints have officially been eliminated from playoff contention the Saints will not uh, make the playoff for the second year in a row uh, it's unfortunate but it's uh you know, it's something that we all pretty much saw coming. You know, it wasn't mathematically over, uh, but we all kind of anticipated that the Saints won't do what needs to be done uh, in order for them to make the postseason. The most frustrating thing about this is for the second year in a row, uh, the Saints seem to get it together at the wrong time. This happened last year when Sean Payton was on the sidelines. The Saints end up getting a victory in week 18 versus the Atlanta Falcons, but still needed some help from the Los Angeles Rams in order for them to make the postseason. They needed the Rams to knock off the 49ers, which they did not do. And we all know that the Saints were on the outside looking in. Of course, the Saints knock off Philadelphia Eagles in shocking fashion. They needed a little bit of help. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings decided to look like the worst team at the worst time. And now look where we are right now. That's one of the main issues. Um, you have to handle your own business. You know, I'm not mad about the Saints not making the playoffs because if they did what needed to be done, then they should have made they could have made the playoffs. You you cannot rely on someone else to handle the business for you. There are cases where that may end up happening. For example, last year, week 18, the Jacksonville Jaguars knocked off the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts, all they had to do was win the game and they were in. But instead, they allowed another team to get into the postseason uh, because they couldn't handle their business. You want to be in a position where you're controlling your own destiny. And the Saints did not control their own destiny. So I don't see why anybody is getting mad, getting upset with, you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, winning a game or Minnesota Vikings. Like if you would have handled your business, if you would have beat the Minnesota Vikings when you were over uh, abroad, 
uh, in the UK, we wouldn't be having this conversation. If you would have just sealed the deal versus the Cincinnati Bengals, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. If Mark Ingram would have gotten that extra yard, we would not be having this conversation. So anybody that's upset once again, um, I'll just say find something else to do with your with your time, man, and and, and maybe focus your fr- uh, frustrations on, on something that's productive because um, this ain't it. But now that we know that the season is over, now that we know that uh, the Saints aren't making the playoffs, it's time to flip the script to uh, the things that we we feel like need to be addressed. Um, one thing in particular I think we all can be in agreement with uh, is the coaching staff. Look, I, I know people are talking about this three-game winning streak that the New Orleans Saints are on, and they're talking about how D.A. got this team back together and how the team was going to implode. But, you know, this is the same situation that got us in this predicament right now. And what I mean by that is we all fell for the smoke and mirrors that happened towards the end of the season. You remember when the Saints were playing really good and the defense was playing lights out, you had Paulson Debo out there catching one-hand snags, and then you also had this, this defense like, you know, Cam Jordan playing like he was out of his mind. Right. Right after he came back from that COVID game versus the Miami Dolphins. And we just all expected for this to roll over to next year and the New Orleans Saints to be in the playoffs and a possible Super Bowl contender. Look, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I'm not buying it. I'm not. I am not buying what the Saints are selling. I understand that they are winning games. But like I said, I've seen this movie before and we all went into the offseason with anticipation when the New Orleans Saints were able to muster up a couple of victories towards the end of the season and, and be in a, a win playoff scenario towards the end of the season, we just thought that maybe we'll just continue this, this momentum that we have, but it didn't happen. The Saints need to change the coaching staff. I, I'm serious. Like I, I'm look, if you, I, I'm pretty much, uh, I have conceded um, to the thought of, Dennis Allen not being the head coach. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's going to happen. He's going to be the head coach uh, next year. So you got to find a way to get some guys around him that's going to be able to uh, get this team in the best position. The New Orleans Saints, I know they won these games over the last three weeks, but it wasn't so much about halftime adjustments. It, it was mostly because of their first half uh, game plan. Now, Starting off a game, they look absolutely great. I mean, they do all the things right to start off the game, defensively, offensively, great. But when a team goes into the locker room and it's time to make adjustments, it's hard for the Saints to make those adjustments. Andy Dalton was playing like his hair was on fire, even though, you know, he has red hair, no pun intended. But I'm saying, like, he went 12 for 12 before he threw that interception. And ever since the interception, it's like the Saints couldn't move the ball anymore and you have to say that it's because they cannot make adjustments and one thing that the saints were really good at throughout time were the was the ability to be able to make those halftime adjustments it's kind of crazy because all those years when drew Brees was on the team they were a good second half team they was good at making the adjustments because the first half they kind of struggled and then they go up in there and they make adjustments and all of a sudden like they pulling away by two three touchdowns now it's like they start off a game very, very, very impressive. And then all of a sudden, like they, they teetering on the brink. And I just think that that happens when you don't have the right coaches and you're not putting your team in the best position to succeed 
once the opposing team makes those adjustments. So if you're going to keep Dennis Allen, I really feel like the New Orleans Saints uh, may need to go in a different direction when it comes to the offensive coordinator. Uh, P. Carmichael, uh, he was in his bag. I ain't going to lie. He was in his bag against Philadelphia. But I just think that you need a change. And I, I think you need somebody that that has like that, 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 that cockiness about themselves, that confidence. And I, I don't see that or feel that when P. Carmichael is calling plays. I just look at a guy who is just trying not to get get it wrong instead of a guy that's aggressively trying to make sure that this team is in the best position. One thing about Sean Payton, whether you like them or not, one thing that he did, did that was really, really great was the fact that he carried himself with that level of arrogance and it, it radiated off of him to the team. And he didn't care about going for it on fourth down. He didn't care about throwing the ball when he was up by three touchdowns. You need that level of confidence when it comes from a play caller, especially if you don't have that type of confidence as a head coach. Now, I, I must say, you know, Dennis Allen seems like, you know, he he has a little bit more grit and more fire. I don't know if a conversation was had by him. I don't know if he's listening to podcasts like mine. I don't know what's going on, but you can tell there's a difference and in, in it's a delivery. I still feel like, yeah, I'm not really buying it too much, but it's not about what I think. It's about what those guys in the locker room think. And right now, it seems like they, they are buying into what Dennis Allen is doing. Um, it's unfortunate because I, I don't feel like you can continue the same momentum. And you can look at this two ways. It, it's rather the Saints are going to retain Dennis Allen for another year and the Saints fall flat on their face and we end up getting a great quarterback like Caleb Williams. Or, you know, we can build off what has transpired over these last three games. Um, I, I feel like it's probably going to be um, the whole uh, fall flat on their face thing, but it remains to be seen. Um, I have no choice but to root for Dennis Allen, especially if he's going to be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I feel like they can find something better than that. Um, I feel like he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. And I'm not buying, once again, the, these three games that they won in a row because I've seen this movie before ladies and gentlemen so anybody that's trying to use this as leverage to say man this is the reason why you need to keep them well look no further than last year because the saints did the same exact thing when they went on that four or five game losing streak and then all of a sudden you know they start getting guys back and then you start to see a little bit improvement when it comes to the team I, i'm just saying like it's, it's it's fine if you want to go that route it's fine if you want to continue to uh keep that same energy and want da to uh, make it because you see what's, what's happening here. But as for me, uh, I'm just kind of skeptical, man. I'm kind of skeptical about what I've seen because I'm wondering if this is going to be uh continual success or is this just some smoke and mirrors type stuff. So, but we'll see, we'll see because I'm pretty sure the saints are going to keep them around uh, for the next year. Uh, another thing I want to talk about uh, before I start reading these comments are um, the, the, the conversations about, uh, former Saints head coach Sean Payton. Now, we know Sean Payton uh, wants to come back to coaching, and there are some teams out there that's probably going to be uh, looking to acquire his services. But according to sources, they're saying that the Saints are looking to get at least a first-round pick uh, for uh, Sean Payton. And, that you know, honestly, just one first-round pick is not good enough for me, uh, especially when you look at some of these teams that are out here that are desperate to find a leader of men. And we all know that Sean Payton is that leader. So he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, he took a struggling franchise that wasn't known for winning and he made them relevant. So in that regard, I just feel like 
man, you 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 got to divvy up them first round draft picks. Though two teams that I'm looking at, and I kind of mentioned this on the last episode, but two teams that I'm looking at are the Indianapolis Colts and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, when it comes to Arizona Cardinals, I feel like it probably would be a better fit because I do feel like the Arizona Cardinals already have uh, decided that they have their franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. And you have some really good pieces on the defensive side of the football as well as the offensive side of the football. I mean, you got two young stud linebackers, you know what I'm saying, and Isaiah Simmons. And uh, you also have the guy out of Tulsa, you know what I'm saying? Like you you have uh, Zayvon Collins, that's his name, Zayvon Collins. So you got two young <clears throat> young linebackers. You also have the leader of the defense, Buda Baker. And you also have, you know, some talented guys up front. And these guys are, you know, really, really good. I, I just think that the direction that the Arizona Cardinals was going in uh, was just not the direction that they they needed to uh, focus on. You know, I just think that they are a team that is ready to make the playoffs. I don't know about a Super Bowl now, but we all know um, you, you can't win it if you ain't in it. So if you make it to the playoffs, you know, I, I think that they have a chance to maybe make some noise there. I mean, this team last year, what they won like 11 straight games in a row. So it's not like this team is just God awful. And I just feel like they're ready. And I'm always looking at teams like that because I feel like the general manager and the owner of the team be more willing to give up a first round draft pick. If they believe that they already got a team that can be successful. And we all know that Sean Payton doesn't really, you know, bread has not been buttered throughout the years with him just getting a bunch of young talent, especially at the quarterback position which he probably would have to do with the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm looking more at the Arizona Cardinals than the Indianapolis Colts because I feel like the Indianapolis Colts, they need themselves a quarterback. And even though I feel like they got some good pieces, I mean, they they played pretty well uh, this this season, you know, when it comes to in certain situations. I mean, they had leads and, you know, they were able to put up some points. It's just a matter of trying to make those adjustments. And you need that leader that's going to be able to make those adjustments in real time as well as halftime. So those are some things that I'm looking at. Those are two teams that I'm looking at that I feel like the New Orleans Saints uh, probably can possibly make a trade for for Sean Payton. <clears throat> but I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to read uh, some of your comments and then um, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, go ahead and put the link down in the uh, in the comments. But let me go ahead and read some of your comments in real time. It says, I'm still going to watch football no matter what. Yeah, man, I'm still a football fan. I'm still very uh, invested to see who is going to win the Super Bowl. You know, even though there's a lot of teams that's in the NFC that I do not like, don't like the Cowboys. We all, I mean, for the most part, none of us really like them. None of us really like Tampa. Well, none of us do. Um, Minnesota, get them up out of my face. Um the only team, I'm going to be honest with you, the only team that I, I'm I'm rooting for now that the Saints are out is probably the 49ers. I have no problem with the 49ers. They, they, are, they are a team that I wish the Saints were. They're a tough, gritty team, and they, they're consistently gritty and tough, okay? It, it's very, it's very uh, few games that you're going to see the San Francisco 49ers uh, undisciplined, not taking care of business no matter who's on the field, no matter who the quarterback is. I mean, Brock Purdy, for God's sakes, Mr. Irrelevant is out there looking – really relevant so relevant so relevant that i'm wondering to myself is trey lance gonna be able to stay on this team you know and that's somebody that may be pretty interesting if you can't you know trade uh sean payton for a decent first round pick 
<clears throat> maybe you can get a little aggressive and maybe trade for a guy like Trey Lance. And uh, it probably won't cost you a uh, first-round pick, but it probably cost you like a third or fourth-round pick. I mean, I wouldn't have no problem with that. You know, at least you know you got yourself a young starting quarterback of the future, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, also, there's another scenario out here that I've been uh, kind of lobbying for. If the Saints can get Arizona, Indianapolis Colts, uh, first-round uh, draft pick in the 2023 draft, you can possibly get a quarterback like C.J. Stroud. And can you imagine C.J. Stroud getting back together with his homeboy, Chris Olave, my goodness, you know, and not to mention if you decide to, you know, keep Michael Thomas, which I feel like is going to happen because who is going to make a trade for a guy who hasn't been playing for the last two years. So, I mean, it should be interesting. Unfortunately, they will uh, not be firing DA. So we need to find something else to focus on. I agree. They need to change the coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, look, um, since you're going to team, um, you know, uh, Dennis Allen, it's probably best for you to try to change up the the, the different coaching uh, positions. I, I just don't think that you're going to be able to keep this same type of energy. I just think there's a, a, a there's a shot in the arm that's needed within the Saints organization, and um, they need to find it. They need to find it, whatever that, that may be. But let me go ahead and put the link down in the, in the, in the chat here. Um, love to hear from you. Um, thoughts about the game. What do you think the Saints need to go um, – you know, going for, uh, forward, I'd love to hear from you all and see what you have to say about that. Says, uh, if they bring back DA as a head coach, it probably will be an un, uh, unpredictable season next year because of no leadership and making the right choices uh, was the best uh, for the team. Yeah, look, all I know is um, the more he stays around, the more it will become his team. Now, it can be a good thing or a bad thing, but this right here, you know, the Chris Olaves and, you know, and uh, the Alante Taylors and, you know, drafting guys like that, it, it's slowly going to become his team. And his his uh, voice and his message is going to radiate a little bit louder uh, because you're more further removed from Sean Payton. I, I still feel like, you know, you got some guys that's probably in there, you know, wondering like, man, what was Sean doing a situation like that? So, the more years that you have removed from uh, the coach's greatness, the better um, it is for that coach to be able to uh, come in and establish himself as the coach. I, I, I don't know, you know, but it, it does start with uh, the way that you carry yourself and, and what they're building on right now. I just feel like the Saints just need more voices in the locker room. That's a little bit different from all of the standard Sean Paytonisms and the Drew Breesisms out there, you know, guys that, don't really have a, a, a dog in the fight, so to speak. You know, guys that's not really homegrown New Orleans Saints, guys that did it, that's trying to do it Sean Payton's way, but instead trying to do it their own way and trying to uh, establish their own path. But let me go ahead and uh, go to Chosen. Chosen, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. I'm, I'm kind of envious of you, bro. I'm loving that view you got back there. Man. <laughs> hey, that is a nice. I, I know that weather feels something good out there, bro. It looked like it do anyway. Yeah, man. It's about it's about seventy some degrees, man. I'm sitting out here on the um on the patio, man. And uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's it's pretty good out here, man. Especially like since we had all that bad weather the last couple of days, so it feels good to be out here, man. Well, you know, Louisiana, we get all four seasons in one day. <laughs> <laughs> It's, right. it's only twelve thirty nine down here, and I tell you, bro, we didn't we didn't double back to winter, spring, <laughs> fast forward to fall. <laughs> man, we yeah, can't get it, man. it feel like summertime out here right now. 
Really? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. But um, good win yesterday. I seen some. I seen some fight. Like you mm-hmm. said, uh, TJ, you called it, bro. You said this team start winning is gonna have to be in spite of Dennis. Um, I'm glad that that we have pride for guys that just don't phone it in. It gives mm-hmm. you something to be optimistic about going into the to the season. Right. I'm excited for this off season. Me personally, I'm glad it's over. We eliminated. We can stop with the probability. Maybe we need this team watching that team, y'all. It's over. It's it's, it's over. They they put us out of our misery. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that waiting and hoping. Cause I ain't gonna lie, T- TJ. Like I ain't gonna lie, bro. The fandom in me watching the Eagles game. The, the more I tried to not get excited, bro. <laughs> I, I that pick six, it it just it just took it away. It, yeah. it took it away from me. That pick six, seeing, yeah. seeing this man come back, get one, um, um, first game back, and it had like I said, it was bittersweet. I, I had to enjoy it, bro. It, it was a way to go out. Um, got another game left. James need to play next week, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Um, pretty much what I really want to say about this team is really not too too much you really can say that we haven't said. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody know where we stand on the coaches. This right. this how I feel about Dennis Allen. I don't. I want Dennis Allen removed as head coach. I would love to keep him as my coordinator. So when I say fire him, fire him as head coach. If that takes with him leaving from a coordinator, then, then fine. That's what it takes. But I would still take him as a coordinator. He still knows his defense. He he knows yeah. defense. It's right. just when it comes down to the play calling, Pete and Dennis don't need to be on the same team. On the same right. team. They don't. They, they too, they too like-minded. You know, yes. like that, that's just thing. Like he's conservative. Dennis is conservative when it comes to defense, and Pete is conservative when it comes to offense. And neither one of them are trying to make a mistake, but they're way too careful in modern NFL. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get you. At, like some of the teams out here. I mean, their coaches are aggressive, man. They're going for it on fourth down. They 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 are challenging their team to get that one yard. They're challenging their team to get that first down in certain situations, and. They're way too careful, man. And I just think that that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You don't need two like-minded people run, running an organization because, right. I mean, where where's the conflict? You know, like, where, where's the where's the uh, the dialogue? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you ain't going to get that much. So And on and on top of that, I, I see you mentioned the 49ers, which I, put, I don't know if you've seen my comment in the comment section. I'm always a fan of the 49ers, even when we play against – when they play against us. It's like the 49ers team – I feel like that's how we should be. It feel like I we're they're structured the way how the Saints should be. I feel like the 49ers is what the Saints supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly, on both sides of the ball, bro. Like right. they run, they run the ball, they run extremely well. Um, right. they have the ability to pass, even with their quarterback, no matter who behind center, they always seem and they always seem to be in it, bro. I yeah. feel like the 49ers play better when it comes to playoffs. I feel like they just a playoff team, bro. Like I feel like they're always there. They're always in the number. They're always mm-hmm. in contentions. I would take the 49er years. I would take the 49er success over our what the Saints been doing the last few years. Honestly, I would take yep. it because they always been there, even though they lost in the Super Bowl. Shit, like you say, you can't win until you get that. They got yeah, yeah, that. You can't win if you ain't. In it, you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the 49ers, bro. I'm really rooting for them, man. Um, I never was sold on Philly. You can go back and watch the show. I think I said week. Seven week eight, I, I said I just wasn't sold on Philly, bro. Like I'm just even, and I ain't saying because we beat them. I've been saying that it's just something about Philly. It's just that they don't possess their mental toughness. I feel that the 49ers will possess. It's some teams you see it in the regular season, but when it's time to turn it on in the playoffs, when 
everybody got your number when the team got two weeks to prepare for you and focus solely on you when to go home. Mm-hmm. That's when it's really time to. That's when it showed me your, uh, you know, yo, yo, you know what time? You know what I'm saying? Is right. it's big boy time. Yeah. And the things, bro. I feel like we can have that if we put those right coaches in, in in place. So we got we got a lot of stuff to do, and we it's gonna be a lot of. Midnight all being burned, and Dennis Allen gonna have his work cut off for him and Mickey Loomis because now you have this Sean Payton situation to address. Um, because you still own the rights to him, that's the only reason why we're still talking about it. And mm-hmm. for me, you need at least two to two first rounds to start the conversation. Before I pick up this phone, you okay, we talk about two first rounds, right? Okay, mm-hmm. bet, and then we could engage in a conversation. I feel like you can't drop the ball. Mickey Loomis, I, I feel even though he's been good for us, I feel like it's not a good look for Mickey if you don't get it right with this Sean Payton trade, bro. You can't. We already then took a loss with with. Well, I'm gonna say take a loss, but we gave Philly out <coughs> and you gave away CJ Gardner Johnson for pretty much a bag of chips and a Gatorade. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And now, if you miss this, if you swing and miss with this Sean Payton trade, and you don't compensate, you know what I'm saying for. For for at least half of what you feel you can get for him, mm-hmm. that's it's it's not gonna look good on Mickey. We're gonna have to start saying, "Well, damn, Mickey, is you losing your touch?" You know yeah. what I'm saying? And everybody gonna start questioning the owners. Gail, we know Gail really never did have her hands in it because she felt like she didn't have to. You know, she she been complacent because she had guys like Mickey and Sean who pretty much ran the organization while she just signed checks and kissed babies and shake hands. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Gail, we might have to – it's going to start putting a target on getting this Miss Benson. You know what I'm saying? So, now we just really have some 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 soul searching to do in the front office this offseason. The players are going to take care of itself. We know what the players represent. They're showing you they're not going to lay down. They're going to fight. They don't care if they're eliminated. They're going to go out there and play as if it's week one. We showed well, you that. Well, I'll I tell you this. Um, You know somebody that's extremely happy about all of this is Sean Payton. Uh, I'm going to be honest because – Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fine line between being a hero and a villain. Yes, sir. If Dennis Allen didn't finish this season on a high note, then everybody would have been looking for like, man, Sean Payton need to come back. Now it's like, okay, he went in games. So some people that probably was on the fence about him, as crazy as this sound, they might have gotten off the fence. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, okay, man, he can come back another year. They winning. So we probably can do something with him. But if he would have continued to lose the way he's been doing, Mm-hmm. A, a good percentage of this fan base probably would have been mad at Sean Payton because we know that he had the opportunity to come back and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And we all, and honestly, I don't care what anybody says. I know he don't want to come back. I think he wants another coaching opportunity somewhere else. So right. by Dennis Allen winning, I feel like it's going to give Sean Payton uh, the ability to do what he wanted to do in the first place and then go coach another team. And people will still have that same uh, – good feeling about him and stuff like that, you know, before he left, oh, we're going to miss you, Sean. But if Sean would have went to another team with this team looking bad and picking in the top five, I don't think people would be looking at him like that. I think that people would have to concede that Mm -hmm. Sean Payton did not want to be with the New Orleans Saints this entire time. But uh, Chosen, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I got a few more calls to get to, man. But thank thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, take it easy. Yeah, before I get to Mike, uh, we're going to um, read a few more comments. Mike, I, I'm going to get right back to you, man. Uh, let's see. Says, uh, I love that song, Bittersweet, uh, by the chairman of the board. That's my jam. But that's uh, what this season and the recent three-game uh, winning streak, probably four straight after next week is. Well, look, I don't say it's bittersweet because anytime you get opportunity to win, you win. 
And, you know, you we all want the Saints to win. And even though you may not be as emotionally invested as you once were towards the beginning of the season, you still want this team to win because, I mean, we're still fans at the end of the day. Look, we all realized that this team, you know, had some issues. It was pretty obvious during midseason that this was probably not going to be the season that we anticipated and pretty much going to be in a position that we're in right now. You know, it, it just, you know, right after the Arizona game, it, it just made me just kind of take a closer look at the roster and start looking at guys and seeing who contribute and seeing who who has developed guys uh, that we have drafted to see if they were worth the price of admission. And you have to admit, um, looking at guys like Alante Taylor, uh, looking at guys like Chris Olave, looking at Trevor Penning, you know, uh, you know, just bull rush somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like completely like just, you know, block a dude completely out the stadium a couple of weeks ago against Cleveland. You know, when you look at stuff like this, you know that there are brighter days ahead. And then you look at the development of other guys, uh, for example, like a Carl Grandison, you know, who, who coming on, you know, he, he had a uh, sack and a half uh, on yesterday, looking at Caden Ellis, who has dealt with so many injuries and stuff like that throughout his career. But now it seems like the light is coming on. Uh, you got Pete Warner. Uh, he he developed in year two. Uh, so it gives you an opportunity to look at some of these guys that are probably going to be contributing down the line uh, to the same success. Rather, they be successful uh, is going to um, decide. These guys are going to decide that. So um, it, it's been good to look at, you know, um, usually like everybody kind of uptight because, you know, we want the Saints to win because we're thinking about uh, playoff seeding. We're thinking about that number one spot. We're thinking about winning the division. But now, you know, since you kind of realize where the Saints were um, at that particular time, you can kind of just sit back and appreciate a guy like a Rashid Shaheed, right? I mean, that's that's probably the best thing about all this. You know, I'm not so emotionally invested to a point where, you know what I'm saying, I'm on pins and needles because I'm wondering – Oh, these boys going to drive down this field to get the victory is more so like, you know what I'm saying? They, they are who they are. They might give you a win. They might not, you know, but I, you know, just appreciate the effort. So that's just kind of like where I'm at. And, you know, it gives you an opportunity to appreciate the game a little bit better and appreciate some players and their development. But we're going to go ahead and go to Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, what, what you got for us? All right, so – Obviously, if you don't live under a rock, you would know that the Saints are eliminated from playoff contention, right? So yep. I went, so I went back and looked at the schedule to see where or like why. Like, obviously, the only reason I'm mad is because this team just. I'm just mad at this team, man, because like we we had talent on this roster, mm-hmm. and I looked at the schedule, right? Obviously, right. we know we beat Atlanta, right? We couldn't mm-hmm. beat Tampa Bay week two if we scored some points. We could have beat Carolina if we also scored some points. We could have mm-hmm. beat we could beat Minnesota if that if if the crossbar wasn't a thing or Gubbar wasn't a thing. We could have beat Seattle or well, no, we did beat Seattle. We could have we could beat Cincinnati if we could hold on to a lead. Clearly, be in Arizona if we could tackle somebody. Mm-hmm. We beat Las Vegas. We could have beat Baltimore if we scored some more points. We could have beat Pittsburgh if we didn't suck. We we beat the Rams. We could have beat San Francisco if we scored a single point. We could have beat Tampa Bay. Mark Ingram actually got a single yard, and then we won out. So, from all of that, from everything that I just told everybody, why do y'all think we deserve to make it to the playoffs after all of that? Because, obviously, 
even if y'all don't deserve to, even if you don't deserve to make the playoffs, you still want to make the playoffs for pride, I guess, or and see if in the playoffs you can turn up and maybe go on a run and somehow be like an eight and nine team, make the Super Bowl, win it, even though it was never going to happen from the get go. But the Saints here, they remind me of like, because I think the only reason that people thought that there was a chance for us to make the playoffs is because back in, like, their early 2010s, I think the year after we won the Super Bowl, the 79 Seahawks came uh, came and they beat us in the playoffs. So I think that's why everybody got happy saying, well, if we make the playoffs, we might have a chance to win a playoff game, even though the Seahawks, though, had freaking Marshawn Lynch. So. Hey, here's, a, here's an interesting uh, stat, though, Mike. This happened six times, right, where you had a team with a losing record into the playoffs and the overall record is four and two. Well, so teams that actually make the playoffs that's below 500 win more games than they actually lose. They only lost twice, and the Saints were one of those teams, and I can't think of the other team that's, uh, that lost. But, but yeah, I mean, I can understand what how people feel about that, but I don't know, man. You know, you, you got to you gotta be able to handle your business before you even get to that point. A lot of those teams that got the opportunity to make the playoffs, it, it, it was like a win and get in scenario, you know, yeah. like, so the Saints didn't have that, right? Yeah, y'all you get mad because, yeah, y'all get mad. Y'all can get mad all you want. I was mad for a little bit, too, that, oh, we needed two teams to win and they both lost. But here's a strategy, all right? How about winning some games so you don't got to rely on trash teams? Can you exactly. Exactly. The Vikings are frauds and the Panthers suck. And y'all really thought that those two teams, like obviously the Vikings are more winnable, but I've said this since uh, since like around week two or week three. Even when we lost to them, I still said that they're frauds because they barely beat Andy Dalton. I said they're frauds ever since they beat us. Like y'all really relied on them to beat Aaron Rodgers and y'all really relied on the Panthers to beat Tom Brady. We're talking about two great quarterbacks. Beating trash or losing to trash teams are like that just sounds stupid. And if that was to happen, then great. But dude, this happened last year. I've seen the movie time and time again where we have to win and we're in. Like, like you said, you want to control your own destiny. You can't control your own destiny if you got to rely on trash teams. You can rely on trash teams if you're not if you don't even have a chance to make the playoffs. But honestly, I didn't even want to have a chance at the playoffs. Because I already knew if we made the playoffs, we were going to lose to probably the second seed because we didn't have a chance at the division no more. So we were going to play the second seed if we got in the playoffs. And we already knew that we were going to pack our bags because that second seed would have been San Francisco. And we already know what they did to us earlier this year. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, do I think that the Saints, if they were to make the playoffs, would they just get steamrolled? No, I don't. Like, I, I, if you look at the way the Saints have played some of the best teams in the league, you'll see, like, they they belong. It's just bad decisions down the stretch that has cost these teams these games. I mean, we've seen, like, man, it was, it was ultra competitive against Cincinnati. It was ultra competitive yesterday versus Philly. Um, Baltimore, not so much. Uh, Pittsburgh, not so much. You know, but even that game against the 49 they didn't score any points, but San Francisco only scored 13. You know, and, and if it wasn't for like, it was like, you know, the Honey Badger could have tipped the pass or something like that, tipped into the guy's hand. I mean, so they belong. But the thing about it is 
the inconsistencies that's gotten us to this point. You know, like, you know, competitive like, that they like. yeah. So I don't, I don't know what you can do at this point. Like, you got to find ways to finish. You got to find ways to finish games. It can't just be about two quarters. Uh, rather, it's the first or the second or the third or fourth. You play to win the games. You got to play all four quarters. That is how you win games, and that's how you consistently win. And like I don't know what gonna happen, uh, you know, in twenty twenty three, but that's something that they gonna have to figure out because yeah. a lot of the games that they lost, they should have won, and uh, we we you know didn't get it done. So the that's Saints, this is what the Saints need to do this offseason. If they don't bring Trump in, that they gotta get they gotta try to find somebody that has like a high to mid first round pick, like around. I'll take like around probably like the let's see maybe like the eighth to fifteenth overall pick. I'll take that. You can trade Payton in there, and then you can trade up high, and then maybe you can draft your franchise quarterback. But no one does that. If he does do that, he might draft a damn punter for some reason. Mm, I hope not. If they doing like stuff that. like that, if they doing stuff like that, him and um, him and <laughs> Mickey Loomis need to be fired. Okay. I mean, yeah. Al, Al Davis, back in the day, he uh, drafted Sebastian Janikowski. He was a kicker from the Florida State. Really good kicker. He, he drafted him in the first round. But Al Davis was the owner of the team, so you can do crazy stuff like that. But when you're when you're the GM and a, and a head coach that's uh, teetering on the brink of getting fired, you can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah, but, like, uh, Mike, I, I got to go ahead and go, man. I got a few more calls, but, but thank you so much for chiming in, right. man. Bye. All right, take care. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Mike, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, you drafting a punter, like, for real, like, it better be Ray Guy. You know, like, rest in peace to Ray Guy. I think he passed away uh, earlier this year or something like that. Well, last year um, sometime. But, um, but yeah, man, You you if you drafting punters in the first round, then you just need to go ahead and f- get, get yourself uh, fired right then and there on the spot. Uh, We're going to go to Maul. Maul, how you doing? Yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How you doing? All right, man. I just want to start off and say this is probably the most hindsight season of all time. <laughs> but Elaborate the, on that for us, man. Okay. At, at the same time, I want to say I'm on the Dennis mm-hmm. Allen fire train. Okay. I'm, on a Dennis, I'm on a Dennis Allen fire train, but this is probably got to be the one of the most hindsight seasons of all time because mm-hmm. let me elaborate. Okay. In the draft, we drafted what we needed. We didn't we didn't go and try to be the smartest person in the room and get all these guys from, you know, all these type of grades and you know just going off of potential and what we could make out of. We got the sh- you know just the the obvious thing what we needed. We we needed a right. receiver. We needed a a a, a offensive lineman and we went got you know two other guys who you know nobody seen coming and we got Alante Taylor and Rashid Shaheed so that mm-hmm. was both studs right there right. can you imagine how the season would have been if Trevor Penning you know would have you know started the whole season off you know probably just sat behind Hurst for the first few games and then you know just got wielded in you know kind of like how Ramcheck was with Street, but you know Street had got injured so right, Ramshaw got thrown in there, but mm-hmm. I think that was going to be the game plan for Penning. Right, you know he would have got you know more experience. You know he would have got better with. It. He already was going to maul people. We needed mm-hmm. that this year. Right, 
boy got that big check. Uh, of course, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's been a bad it's been a bad season overall and for the last two seasons. Like, if you want to be honest, uh, it, it, man, the Saints have lost the battle of attrition for the last two seasons, and they find themselves, like, playing catch-up, and you're relying on guys that don't really have it. You're relying on guys who, you know, really supposed to be, like, fourth and fifth wide receivers. You got them playing one and twos. Uh, the offensive line, you know, you you got that basically taped up, you know, with some – with some gift wrap tape, you know, like it, it, it just not has not been a really good season uh, for these guys over the last two years. But I, I must admit, like I, I was talking about the draft picks a little bit earlier, Mole, and man, that's not really a bad pick out of the guys that you, you know, that you selected. Like, yeah, Trevor Penning got hurt you know, earlier in the season, but you've seen flashes to know that when it all comes together, you're going to be pretty doggone good. And you also have uh, DeMarco Jackson, you know, like who I feel like is probably going to be a pretty solid linebacker, dude that play, uh, came out of Appalachian State. He got hurt, but he was like showing flashes in, in game, you know, and, you know, in practice and stuff like that. So, I mean, looking at this draft class that they had, it looks pretty doggone good. But once again, I mean, you look good on paper, but you got to be able to be out there and be available. And this team did look good on paper, but. Um, the availability thing just kind of shot him in, you know, shot him in the foot because it didn't work out for him. Yeah, that's why I'm a part of, you know, the whole coaching debate versus injury debate is mm-hmm. nobody's wrong, nobody's right. I mean, if mm-hmm. you tell, if yeah, you told no. me this team was relatively healthy with their key players out there, you know, for the majority of the season, you know, like the Michael Thomases, the Lattimore's, the, you know, the offensive line, you know, I would think this team would have at least a good three more wins right now under DA. But if you told mm-hmm. me he had these same exact injuries, these same exact injuries under Sean Payton, I believe we would still have about three more wins right now. So, you yeah. know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong with the whole coaching versus, you know, injury debate. But, you know, going into the season, we dubbed this team as the best secondary, you know, and one of the best wide receiver corps in the whole league before the season started. And mm-hmm. When you have your top units on both sides of the ball get injured, right? You you destined for doom. Like you know, people talked about Cedar Dukes. You know he brung swag. He brung he brung energy. He brung this. He brung that. Okay, we got a Latin Taylor. This dude is a stud. And people forgetting that we had got Smoke Monday. He was gonna bring energy and all that too. He got hurt. You mm-hmm. know you got PJ Williams getting hurt. Right. May been in and out of the lineup the whole season. Marshawn Lattimore missed 10 games, and you see on the first game back how important <clears throat> it is in those tight games. Well, right. you need somebody to make a play. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 Michael Thomas was been playing all these close games, you know, we he probably would have got that first down we needed when we played the Bucks. You know, if that was Michael Thomas instead of Callaway, yeah, it, it just injuries matter. Injuries matter, yep. coaching matter, you know, and when you got the deepest secondary in the league coming in and it just get depleted because people just only think about Marshawn but they forget about PJ they forget about Marcus May in and out the lineup they forget about mm-hmm. Smoke Monday at the end of the season Alante Taylor ain't even must start playing till like week uh four or five mm-hmm. you know, he got injured in a bus game and then he came back and played against on his first game back he played he went against uh uh I think Wait. the dude from the Cardinals yeah yeah, Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, he went against Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you had a depot. He had the sprained ankle injury from from jump, and he just played through injury because he was looking good all through camp. 
Mm-hmm. He was looking good all through camp, but then you know, as soon as he come back, he got to go against guys like Tyler Lockett. He got to go against uh guys like Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase. You know, all these guys like you know, and you know, contrary to popular belief, I don't think Tyron Matthew played that bad. It just people was thinking Tyron Matthew was gonna come up in here and be looking like the honey badger from LSU. But outside of few missed tackles. He played pretty good. He's been playing pretty good over the last four games. Yeah, like, and, really and the Saints haven't been giving up stuff deep. Like we haven't been giving up these big bomb plays deep, you know. Mm-hmm. Except that except that Seahawks game, but that was the game where you know the safety was injured, and that's how Marshawn Lattimore got injured in the first place. Trying yep. to do extra, you know, and you know, doing somebody else's assignment. Damn now. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, man, I just think, you know, even if we was to run it back. With Jameis Winston, you know, with just a better offensive play caller, like I don't think Jameis Winston no different than Matthew Stafford with the Rams, man. Like if you got a good team around and you got your players relatively healthy during the playoffs, you can make a run. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like the the whole Geno Smith, you know, narrative, him <coughs> him reviving his career, that could have mm. been the same thing Jameis Winston had, you know. And what happened? The 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 uh, I talked about the secondary, but look at the uh, wide receivers. You know, mm-hmm. Ma- Michael Thomas, we would have been needing him now down the stretch. And Jarvis Landry, I think this dude just got injured in that Carolina game, and he came back in the Vikings game prematurely. He shouldn't never played that game. And that's another thing. A lot of these guys are coming back in games and they should never play. That's why I think uh, Kamara should never played in the Carolina game. Nah, I, I agree. But when you have issues like, you know, ball security and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure they – I don't want to say they guilt tripped him, but they they made an imperative that he was out there. That's why I mean I got a lot of respect for like uh, Lattimore. You know, Lattimore didn't fall into that whole trap. Like when people are like, man, we need you, we need you. Like this man was like, man, I'm gonna wait till I'm 100 percent or close to 100 percent, and I'm gonna come back. Because at the end of the day, they can talk about how much they care about these players, man, but they care about these players' production more so than the actual individual. Because if he would have went out there. And came back prematurely and then re-aggravated something and really truly just been out. All they would have did was, oh, such a shame. And they're trying to find a way to trade him or cut him. So I have no problem with that whatsoever. You know, but yeah, you you gotta win a battle of attrition. A lot of the teams that that have these double digit wins that that consistently find success, they they win that battle of attrition. Like Philly, they they're starting to feel up the effects of it now over the last couple of weeks, but for the most part. They've they've had all hands on deck. They've had oh, Jalen Hurts. They've had Lane Johnson. You know they had Josh Sweat. You know they they had CJ Garner Johnson. They had all these guys in their lineup. Now all of a sudden you're starting to see these guys break down, and it's coming at one of the worst times. I, I don't know the severity of the Josh Sweat injury. I, I mean, hoping out prayers up for that brother. I'm pretty sure he's going to be missing some you know a few weeks. You know with that type of injury that he had, probably going to be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Lane Johnson. Uh, their offensive lineman, uh, he's supposed to get surgery, but he he, he for, he's not going to do it until the end of the season so he can be in the playoffs. And when you're dealing with all these type of things and can't have your quarterback resting because you got to win the division next week, I mean, it, it can be tough for him. I mean, it can you can look at it for, in two ways, right? You can look at it like, man, it just – because we was, it was the same way with the Saints in 2009. The Saints, have, the Saints won 13 games in a row and they lost their last three. And everybody was like, oh, man, they frauds. And then all of a sudden they go to the playoffs and they win it all. So it could happen. But, uh, Ma, I got a, I got a few more calls I got to get to, man. Thank, thank you for your commentary, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Take care.
Yeah, man, I'm always making some sense, man. I mean, you, you, when you think about all these injuries and stuff like that, but like I say, you got to win a battle of attrition. You you got to, man. When you when your core players start to go down, it's hard for you to be able to bounce back. And yes, there is that whole moniker about the the next man up mentality. Yes, you want to have the next man up mentality, but what you know, you can have the next man, but the man he's probably replacing probably all pro, multi time pro bowler. And there's going to be a drop off. You, you'll get some level of production, but it's not going to be on the level of a guy that you know can guarantee you 100 yards receiving or guarantee you, uh, you know, 150 yards of scrimmage. You know, like it's kind of hard to replace that type of production. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go to Jerry. Jerry, how you doing, man? What's going on, TJ? 2023 to you, my brother. How are you? Man, I'm doing fine, man. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2023 to you too, man. What you got for us? Well, only thing I can say is we finally beat the Eagles on Sunday. I was happy about that. You know, uh-huh. the last couple, the last couple of years, they've been they've been beating us, but finally right. going up to Philadelphia and finally beating the top NFC team right now, which is the Philadelphia Eagles, really. Mm-hmm. Really made my day even better. Yeah. I think it made a lot of people uh day better, especially like since man, we all know about the Eagles, man. I think the Saints fans, uh, in a mm-hmm. way, we had a little bit of animosity towards the Eagles. And you know, this was almost like one of those years where you sweep the Falcons. You're like it, it's like you had to beat the Eagles because it just seemed like the Eagles just got everything going and it, and honestly, it's almost at your expense, right? So no matter how great they are, they can win a Super Bowl. They're still going to be picking in the top 10 at your expense. Uh, They end up, you know, getting the trade from you, C.J. Garner-Johnson. And now, as of right now, I still believe what he's leading the league in interceptions with six. So they got all this production out of you. And also they're going to get even more production because they're going to be picking in the top 10. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this, Jerry. If this loss, I mean, if this win by the Saints – could possibly cost them the number one seed, I feel like it's worth it in the end. Like, that's the only thing you really have going for you. Like, if they was to, you know, slip on a banana peel next week versus the Giants, which I highly doubt because the Giants yeah. already got a playoff spot, so I'm pretty sure they probably going to rest their players. But yeah. even if the, the Giants can pull off a victory and the Cowboys win, which I hate, you know, hate the Cowboys, but – Oh Lord, no! And that means that they. I know, I, I know they're happy that that we beat the Eagles, so I know I know they they full of smiles all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if they can like if if they can switch places somehow, and the Eagles have to go to Tampa in order for them to play the uh <laughs> them to play the Buccaneers, I'm pretty sure that that feel real good, you know, for the uh, for Saints fans out there. But I mean, I I don't know, man. I mean, I was, it was good to get the victory, um, and yes, they look impressive doing it. Yes, it was. And and, and, and and I'm glad you mentioned the Buccaneers, uh, TJ, because I want to address this real quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, yes, I, yes, I know I know they won the NFC South. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. Congratulations. But I got some bad news for them Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> whoever, whoever the Buccaneers play in the first round of the playoffs, I hope they hope we're gonna see them for the last time because whoever facing them, they're gonna get eliminated. Mm. So that's my message to them Sucker fans out there. If you yeah. think about going to a Super Bowl back in Arizona, think again. Because mm. whoever y'all facing, y'all going to lose to them. 
you're, you're welcome. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cheating gonna have to go on. A lot of Bradyism gonna have to go on in order for them to do that. Like you know, mm-hmm. past interference calls that ain't there, holding calls that ain't there. So, yeah. You know, they, they'll find a way to get you, they'll, they'll find a way to get your boy at least one one win. <laughs> They'll, they'll try to get him one win. They don't know about three, but they'll try to get him one win. Just to be like, oh, he's so great. He's like he, he's back. They, they're, not, they're not good enough. Hmm. Nah, they're, they're not, not good that enough. good. They're nah, not that but, good, but, man. Oh, and also to them Eagle fans, W-H-O-D-A-T. Who that? <laughs> <laughs> Cry, yeah, Eagle, I mean, look, they, they, was, they was extremely... They were extremely you know how arrogant. Say that, TJ. Hey, Jerry, they were extremely arrogant going into this game. Sideline report, like, they, they just thought they were just going to steamroll over the Saints. I, and honestly, a part of me kind of felt like they was because of that whole Dallas Cowboy thing. But they were way too lax. Like, mm-hmm. I thought they would probably play with their hair on fire because they needed the game. But they was way too lax. It's like they're like, man, we playing the same. Man, Andy Dalton, man, get out of here. And it's like they just see, see that's see that's that that's how passionate, that's how really passionate a Eagles fans can be. When you think they're gonna beat a team that they're gonna face, but they're gonna turn around and, and that team gonna beat them. Man, I think like I think Philadelphia. Y'all gonna yeah. lose Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, I, I think for real, Y'all going to lose whoever, whoever y'all face. Congratulations. <laughs> you're welcome. Man. Somebody said. I had to do it. Somebody said, bow down to the kings of the south. Your Tampa That's the Bay one. Buccaneers. Y'all well, going to lose to whoever you face. Look, I, look say, when they say we salty, like, bro, I don't care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really don't. Like, seriously. Like. You you basically are on borrowed time. I'm I'm just being honest. Like, enjoy these moments while you can because your team isn't good enough to sustain this level of success once Tom Brady is gone. And it's pretty obvious that y'all gonna be right back to the bottom where you belong. Exactly. So I'm like, bro, they're not gonna be. They're not gonna be that good. Like no. they're gonna be in the same predicament that that we in. You know what I'm saying? Winning one, losing one, and gonna be at the bottom of the division. So I'm like. They 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 feel they feel undefeated right now. They feel very confident because, you know, I mean, what happened this year is basically what Brady did in his entire career, right? It's been Brady and a bunch of mediocre bottom of the barrel quarterbacks that he had to play twice a year. Like it's, it's that that's what the that's what the AFC East was the majority of Tom Brady's career. And now, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's benefiting from that because now he's the best quarterback in a, in a terrible division. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they can enjoy it because, at, like, he not coming back next year. Oh, he no. not coming back to no, y'all. So no, he once that happens, no, like, I guess y'all going to have to roll with somebody else. Or maybe y'all going to have to try to pay somebody some money and, you know, maybe make them your quarterback. But y'all ain't winning nothing, bro. Like, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Baby, put, put that latest comment I put up there. Uh, put put the latest comment I put up there. Say, Buck fan will be back down to earth after Tom Brady leave. Exactly. Yeah, man. And look, like I said, man, I ain't got no problem with him. I, I'm, I'm, ha- look, in a way, look, I, I understand when your team has been trash for years, and then all of a sudden, like you start winning, you win a Super Bowl. Like I get all that, man. Like I'm not even mad at him for being excited. I'm just saying you gotta be, you gotta look at this thing objectively, though. You know what I'm saying, like. 
This was a terrible division. Everybody was trash. <laughs> and it's like, you basically just, like, there's this picture, this meme going around. There's like three black trash bags, and then there's one golden trash bag. Like, that's basically what this is right now. A bunch of trash bag teams, and if it wasn't for all these teams being trash, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But like I said, I mean, enjoy it while you can because we all know that it's <laughs> exactly. man, not sustainable success. I just look and I just put in there, uh, TJ, enjoy your moment. A couch will be ready for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand. But, all, but I, anyway, all I know is it's going to be, anyway, it's going to be interesting next year. But, uh, Jerry, got anything else, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I do. Uh, but, but back to this game, how good it was to see Marshawn Lattimore back in back. Yep. And got yeah. six. That felt that felt great. Yeah. I mean, it felt great to see him back, man. I mean, he, he was playing loose. He was playing free. I mean, he was out there joined with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, like, man, he was back. And you can tell, like, he was he was excited to be, be there. And, you know, I mean – I heard Dennis Allen was talking about, you know, he he wasn't really as transparent and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that man don't owe y'all nothing, man. Seriously. Like, I'm kind of over the Saints and his medical staff thing throughout the year. I, I feel like these guys got to kind of fend for themselves because the the I, I guess like the the confidence in one another is just gone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they are. I ain't got no, I ain't got no problem with that, man, because these these coaches all they're trying to do is trying to talk these dudes into playing and 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 Baby, like even hurting these guys and injuring themselves even more, you know, just as long as they can still come out looking like some winners. Like, man, nah, I'm not about that. I'm glad that he waited. I'm glad that he decided to come back when he felt like he was ready, and and they and now it's, it's paying dividends for him. So, exactly. Um, but, uh, but, uh, and, and TJ, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, back, but back to the, uh, us, the Saints winning the, uh, over the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm happy we got the win. I mean, I mean, it's, it's disappointed that we got eliminated from playoff contention, but that's uh-huh. okay. I'm not I'm, look like I say. I'm not even angry. I'm not upset. I'm just happy we just got a win. A win is a win, whether we make the playoffs or not. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad we came into the new year just like we did a year ago when we beat the Falcons. We won. We won the game, but got eliminated the same day. Same right. way with the Eagles. We got eliminated the same day, so right. I'm the only, only, only thing is I'm happy that they won, and I'm and yes, I'm still going to watch the playoffs mm-hmm. as a Saints fan and a football fan. Mm-hmm. Just because your team is not in the in the in the uh, playoffs doesn't mean you're going to stop watching the playoffs. Because I oh, would nah, love stop me watch from watching those just, like, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that, Jerry. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, this ain't changing my mind about watching no football. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, call back anytime, brother. Uh, anytime, TJ. You take care of yourself and you and your family. And out, shouts out to everybody in the chat. Much love to y'all. Even though I'm trolling a, a Bucks fan, much love to you. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> All right, take it easy, Jerry. You too. All right. Yeah, man. Look, I ain't got no look. I ain't got no problem with nobody. I mean, yeah, your team in the playoffs, and you should be proud of it. Like for real, you should be proud of it. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, enjoy it while you can, man. Y'all got some work to do. Y'all got some work to do, man. Like seriously, they got some work to do over there in Tampa. And a lot of the, a lot of the inconsistencies. 
I mean, and I think we can all kind of relate to this. When you have like mediocrity going on, bottom of the barrel uh, situations going on, when you have a great player, like they can kind of like, you know, erase a lot of the, the imperfections that you have. And we was like that for years with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. You know, uh, Drew Brees can go out there and erase a deficit. I mean, it's kind of the same way with uh, with Tom Brady. They just being the recipients of that. I'm just wondering, like, what happens when you don't have him anymore? When you don't have a guy that can facilitate a two-minute drill like that, that can see the field the way that he does, like, what's going to happen then? I'm just interested to see that. So all I'm saying is enjoy it while you can because, you know, it might not be there for you next year. And, if you know, and if it's not, then you might find yourself – not being able to come into these groups and and be able to beat on your chest as loudly as you're trying to be. But honestly, at the same time, I just feel like it's like that old uh, Spider-Man meme where everybody pointing at everybody. I mean, all these teams are pretty bad. Uh, We're going to go to Jules, though. Jules, how you doing, man? Hey, TJ, that's some bragging rights putting Philadelphia's ass. That's all I got to say, man. You like you could write that down in history. Bam, <laughs> Philadelphia. I, I didn't expect him. I mean, I thought the Eagles were gonna stomp y'all and fly off somewhere. But yeah, that's some bragging rights. Oh, the Eagles fans don't like that. Man, y'all speaking of stomp, man, what happened to your Baltimore Ravens last night, man? Didn't they lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers, man? What's going on, man? We look terrible, man. We lost <laughs> enough lead in the fourth quarter in the last seconds. Yeah, Everything's gonna be all right, hopefully. Yeah, man. I mean, look, you, you got Lamar Jackson, he's gonna be coming back. Y'all, I mean, y'all got 10 wins. Um I mean, y'all still going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. But, yeah, man, I mean, looking at that Philadelphia Eagles game, I mean, I was really impressed. I, I didn't think that the Saints going to get that victory. I'm not going to lie to you. But it's good to see that they didn't give up. And um, they they played pretty hard, man. I mean, they, they took it to uh, Philadelphia. It wasn't like uh, – it was like last hey, minute. I mean, my, they my, my, I have a question for you. Like, why – like, I – look. I don't want him to save his job. Oh, that's good enough to save his job. I want Tim Salad gone. I'm not even a damn Saints fan. I'm on <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that, that way. Now, like now he's gonna like now they're gonna keep him around next year. Like that's that's <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, look, I, I don't know what the future holds, but uh, it looks like he's gonna stay around, especially like since he got this signature win. I mean, he beat oh, the man. Oh, Yeah, I, and that was the thing. Like, last week, people was like, oh, he got that signature win versus Cleveland in the cold. Like, so, back. So, that was just circumstances, right? Like, uh-huh. that was circumstance. I'm talking about a signature win to me is like when everybody is expecting for you to lose and by how much. And you go out there and you perform and you win and you look pretty impressive doing it. So, I just think with that alone – I mean, a lot of people gonna be like, "Man, he need to come back." I, I like, I feel like last year, like, like last year they finished it strong, and they gave us this false sense of confidence as Saints fans. Like, man, he went, boy, will we get this and we get that? Boy, we gonna be in the Super Bowl. Like, I've seen this move before, man. I've seen this before, so I'm just, hey, TJ, real, I'm just reserving my judgment. <laughs> like, I don't like. Like Baltimore Ravens don't even deserve to be in the playoffs this year, man. I like, don't know about the Browns that, whooped us. The, the, like the Steelers whooped us last night, and the Bengals gonna whoop us next week. Like they they, they getting all payback. Like hey. like we're gonna lose in the playoffs unless we see them again and start playing better or something. 
Yeah, I mean, look, man, y'all had some injuries, um, especially at the quarterback position, man. When you lose your franchise quarterback and a guy as dynamic as Lamar Jackson, you're going to see a drop-off. You know, uh, Tyler Hundley, I mean, I think he he does a decent job for the most part, but he's not Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? And you basically have to change up your offensive schemes. Uh, you don't have Rashad Bateman right now. You're, you're relying on DuVernay and a and an injured Mark Andrews. Look, say, bro, I don't know how we lost that game again. Like, it yeah, didn't even man. matter who was playing, man. Like, we just had bad luck this year in the fourth, yeah, fourth quarter in the last second. Yeah, and exactly. Like, a lot it, of the it, games it, it we lost the game, man. Like, I'm like, damn. I know the defense must be frustrated, man. Mm-hmm. We gave up, what, like 12 or 13 points? <laughs> right. And we lost the game again? Yeah. I mean, I, but – you got a lot of you got a got a lot of good pieces, and if you make it to the playoffs, you got some guys that can make that can make some plays, man, out there. So, I mean, Roquan Smith, I mean, he's still a tackling machine. Uh, you got the ball hawk, uh, you know, you got a full out there. I mean, I mean Hamilton, excuse me. I mean, you got some guys that can make some plays, man, and also you got your guys on the outside as well. So, if you can get Lamar Jackson back, you know that you're going to be able to run the football and do some things. So, whoever they they play against. I don't man, know if they'll win, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be extremely TJ, competitive. Man. we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. I, you know, like, Lombardi Trophy is not going to happen because I don't have any more faith. I don't have any faith in us because we look like trash on national TV, and I'm tired of But I tell you up. what, man, I would trade places with your team and you, what you consider trash any day, okay? Y'all got 10 wins right now. We sitting up here with seven, so – we definitely, <laughs> we definitely want to trade places with you. Nah, that's not even what that's going to the playoffs. I'm like, like, why go? Why go? We can't fly. We're going to catch it like a, like a, a damn, like, like a, like a Greyhound bus to the playoffs. <laughs> we play in Cincinnati next week, and I know they're going to be like, their, their stadium is going to be full waiting for us to get there. It's like, oh, we're going to be roasting, eating some damn bird today. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. That should be an interesting matchup. But uh, <laughs> dudes, appreciate you calling in, man. Call back anytime, right, thanks, man. Thanks, TJ, man. Happy okay. New Year, my brother. Happy New Year to you too, man. Good luck to your Ravens. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, man. Jules, big time Raven fan, but always tuning into the State of the Saints podcast. But yeah, man, I mean, yeah, man, I would trade plays with the, with the Ravens right now. Like ten wins, and we we would be sitting like a fat rat at a cheese factory right now. We wouldn't even have to start uh, start our player next week if they had ten wins. And uh, finally, we're gonna go ahead and um, you know, end the calls with Dalton. Uh, Dalton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, TJ? I'm doing all right, man. What you got for us, D? Well, even though I'm not disappointed that we're eliminating playoffs, it is what it is. So I'm mm-hmm. just over. Right. I'm glad we beat the Shegos. But more importantly, I'm happy <laughs> that Cameron Jordan broke the sack record. Right, right. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Cam Jordan, man. Outstanding player. Um, man, there's a, there's so many things that got to come into play for you to even get a record like this. I mean, the fact that this dude has been an Iron Man for the New Orleans Saints for, for 12 years, only missing like – what one game due to injury in his entire career? That's that's pretty yep. impressive, man. Because the only game that he missed, you know, was that whole COVID thing where you know you had to play Miami. So, I mean, for him to play as long as he did, I mean, a- as he has, and continue to uh, almost get double digit sacks almost every year, because I think maybe with like eight and a half, nine and a half right now. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive, man. Cam Jordan, I mean, one of a kind, definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. I just hope that he get opportunity before his career is over to actually play in a Super Bowl. 
Me too. And um, I know we are keeping uh, Dennis Allen. I'm pretty sure up at Pete Cormichael is probably going to go with Sean Payton, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and, and that's a good play for him. You know, uh, Dalton, like, I have no problem with Pete Carmichael, but I, I just think that Pete Carmichael feels like he shouldn't be the last line of defense, even though he's been the offensive coordinator throughout the years for like 15, 16 years with the Saints. It's always been Sean Payton, the one that has the last word. It has always been Sean Payton, the one that was calling the plays in real time. And even when he gave him the duties of calling plays for the most part, you know, Sean can always intervene on a headset. So what happens when you don't have that anymore? I think that's where the struggle actually comes in. You know, when you are now the mastermind behind everything, I think that that is something that uh, Pete Carmichael struggles with. I think if Pete Carmichael, uh, you know, steps down as the Saints offensive coordinator, because I feel like that's probably what they're going to end up doing, kind of get him to save face. I think wherever he goes, rather he goes with Sean Payton or he goes with someone else, I think he needs to go with an offensive-minded uh, coach. So if Eric Bieniemy goes somewhere and finally gets a head coaching job, I, I think you probably can see Pete Carmichael uh, as offensive coordinator for Kansas City if Sean Payton decides to go with another OC. As the reason I was asking, like, if we say, like, if we trade Sean Payton to the Cardinals for getting C.J. Stroud, like, we got to find the offense coordinator for C.J. Stroud. Right, right. I agree. I mean, look, the way the Saints are, are structured, I, I just think that they need to get a different voice when it comes to the offense. Like the offense as well as the defense that they've been playing. Well, not so much the defense they play, but the players that they have on both sides of the football are basically kind of tailor-made uh, for the statuesque quarterback if you're on the defense and very conservative play when it comes to the offense because the offense that they're running, not many vertical plays because towards the end of Drew Brees' career, we knew that he couldn't get the ball down the field like he once did. So they're playing the same type of offense. So what happens now that you're start, you're going to pr- probably start having young, hungry quarterbacks that can get the ball down the field as well as make plays with their legs, and you just mentioned C.J. Stroud. So I definitely feel like they need to go in a different direction or they're going to have to change up their offense completely to cater to the type of style that C.J. Stroud has. Agreed. And also, I, I think we need to fire medical staff. Like, we always get injuries. I think mm. that's got to go. Mm. That's a good point. And, you know, you're not the first person I heard say this. And when you have different uh, stories that come out, uh, when you hear about Michael Thomas and his uh, – you know, his conflict and going back and forth with the medical staff, not really trusting him. Look, man, players got to know that they can actually trust the medical staff. They got to know that they can actually trust those guys and, and have their best interests at heart. But a lot of these guys look at it like, man, these guys are team guys first and players guys, you know what I mean, players second. So they're trying to look out for the team. So that's why a lot of these guys try to get second opinions about their medical prognosis. But you know, whatever goes on, they're going to have to figure this thing out because if you're trying to get top quality free agents to replace certain guys, man, the medical staff is going to have to be in place and you're not going to get guys that you want to get because, you know, the medical staff is not going to be doing right by these guys. And if you have the enough free agents come through, these guys are in the same circles in the NFL. They'll be like, man, I don't know about doing that, man. Because last time I was hurt, they did this to me. So that's something that the Saints may need to look at. Agreed. And before I get off, though, I'm still going to watch uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, 
throughout, though, but I got one team I'm going to root for all the way. It's not an NFC team. It's actually AFC. I'm mm-hmm. going to root for the Bills because I love the Bills. I love okay. Oh, yeah, man. Look, man, I think it's about time, man. I mean, it, this Buffalo Bills organization, they, they've had success uh, back in the early 90s. They went to four Super Bowls, but they couldn't get it done, man. I mean, they were – they were innovative when it comes to offense. Uh, you know, their, their coach was the godfather of the offense called the K-Gun with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. But, I mean, they were always in, in playoff contention, always in the Super Bowl, just couldn't get it done. So that fan base definitely deserves uh, a, a shot at the title one more time and, and maybe get over the hump. Um, because, I mean, when you can put yourself through a table, man, that, that tells you everything you need to know about some of the things that you endured throughout the course of time. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I'm a diehard Saints fan. Also, I got Josh Allen jersey. I got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I love the Bills. Mm-hmm. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, Josh Allen is an incredible talent. I mean, he has a big arm, a big physical guy. He reminds me of a, a more athletic Ben Roethlisberger, you know, like big, oh, I- physical, good arm. Uh, definitely, definitely is the type of quarterback that you want to be playing out in Buffalo, man, when they're getting those frigid conditions, though. He's a he's a good quarterback, man. And I'm uh, you look at that draft. He was the guy that came into the the league with with the most uh, question marks. And now you look at that draft. Now he's the guy that's the only one remains, right? So <laughs> so it's good for him, man, to, to be able to be uh, a top notch quarterback. And hopefully he can get it done uh, getting these guys to the Super Bowl. Me too. And also, um, I'd say Happy New Year to t- to you, brother. Mm-hmm. And happy New Year to the people who's watching. Yeah. Yeah, happy new year to you too, dog, man. Thank you for calling in. No problem. Love to talk with you about football or the Saints, no matter what. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Call back anytime. All right, sure, bro. All right. Yeah. And shout out to Dalton, man. Yeah, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I know they have a lot of uh, you know, people, you know, you fans of uh players, you know. Like, like I say, I was I'm a big uh, Russell Wilson fan. I'm not gonna give up on the man because he's having a down year. You know, I've always been a Russell Wilson fan. So, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with you know, having and being a fan of other uh, players. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of Saint fans are, are Joe Burrow fans. Uh, let's see. Let me stroll a little bit. Let's see. Atlanta and Carolina give us more trouble than the Suckaneers. I agree with that. Uh, no problem with the Panthers, but Falcons and Yucks ain't ish. <laughs> uh, I agree the Bills over the 49ers in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. That's a Super Bowl I would actually want to watch. I ain't trying to see no Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Lord knows I ain't trying to see no Cowboys. Uh, Saints have to address both uh, left guard and right guard and backup left tackle. Uh, DL defensive line has to uh, get younger and stronger inside. Uh, let's see. Nose tackle and three technique along with a defensive end that is uh, can uh, get, uh, whole consist- get home consistently. I guess that's what you're saying. Saints for life. Look. I said it with my whole chest. It's time to get rid of Marcus Davenport. Look, everybody talking about he flashing and he dashing and he doing all these different things and he steam rolling folk and all that, but I ain't seeing none of that, okay? This ain't equating to no type of disruption at all, right? Pushing a guy back to the quarterback still ain't getting home. <clears throat> and um, if if I had to choose between Carl Granderson and Marcus Davenport, I'm rolling with Marcus Davenport. You cannot just sign a guy just because, oh, man, we, we got him in the first round and we traded up for him. He's not he's not living up to the hype, all right? So there's two things that need to happen. You need to allow him to go test free agency or, you know, you need to – if you want to give him a deal, it, it can't be something that's, you know, top-notch, okay, because you have not 
put forth top-notch performances, okay? And people talking about the injuries, people talking about, you know, some of the things that he endured. I, I don't know. Looking at him, he looked like he kind of out of shape. I'm, I'm just being real. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with the injuries or not, but I ain't signing him back. And, um, you know, I think it's time to move on from guys like Tano Passigno and, you know, even, you know, this may not be popular opinion, but Dave Yamada too. Uh, I just think that you need to get a little bit stronger, a little bit more physical, a little bit more younger, a little bit more athletic on that defensive line. Uh, these long, lengthy guys that like six, 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 seven. Yeah, they tall and they got good wingspan, but they slow as snails and they only got one move. That's why you see a lot of these new teams, they're, they're getting guys like a, a Aiden Hutchinson, right? You know what I'm saying? This guy's like, what, six foot three, 260 pounds. This guy ain't 280, 290. Uh, you look at the Bosa brothers, neither one of them are 280, 290. These guys like 266 apiece. So a lot of these teams are getting these pass rushers, these guys that are super athletic, and, you know, they can be able to, uh, you know, get past those offensive linemen because they're so freaking athletic and, when you have those offensive linemen that are so big, sometimes those smaller guys just give them fits. And not to mention if those guys are like brute, you know, brute strong, you know, be able to push those guys back and make them look ridiculous. I just think that it's time for the Saints to come into the 21st century and modern day NFL when it comes to the quarterback play, when it comes to the defensive linemen, the linebackers, it seems like they, they getting that together because they got some guys that can fly around a football, but they need to be able to get to the quarterback consistently. Like you, I'm look. I know that is an outlier the way the Philadelphia Eagles have been sacking the quarterback, but it would be nice for the Saints to be in that conversation to get themselves some guys where you ain't got to keep on relying on a 32 year old defensive end. And if he doesn't perform, we up here worrying about what's what's wrong with Cam Jordan. I keep saying this: Cam Jordan at this stage of his career, he needs to be taking a victory lap, right? He needs to just go out there and basically everything that he does is just. It's just pretty much land yet. That's that's what it needs to be, and it needs to be these young guys that just sit, uh, sitting out here hunting. Like Davenport is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be leading the, the, the team in sacks. Uh, Peyton Turner is supposed to be up there trying to lead the team in sacks. These are supposed to be the guys that are supposed to be, be – we need to be relying on. We need to be looking at Cam Jordan as just like the, the seasoned veteran that's going to give you that production that still – motor still runs pretty high. But – you got to be able to rely on some of these guys. It's time for the Saints to embark on 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 a new frontier, which is modern day NFL football. Instead of like catering and ma making your team, you know, tailor made for a statue a statue quarterback. You know, uh, 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 Tom Brady, the last of a dying breed. Matt Ryan, the last of a dying breed. <clears throat> Andy Dalton, the last of a dying breed. Like you got to have some athletic guys that can be able to chase down these quarterbacks. And I think that's the biggest issue with the Saints. That's why I feel like they have so many issues when they have quarterbacks that can run their RPO because they can't catch them. They, they can't catch them. Uh, let's see. Uh, TJ, uh, I'm agreement on Davenport. He has time to develop. It hasn't worked out. Yeah, that ain't it, man. Whole D-line needs to be revamped, uh, needs more speed, and can't just bull rush. Yeah, only one move. Uh, we need fresh meat on the D-line. Why be salty when y'all can cheer on your fellow NFC South folk represent the playoffs, fire them cannons? Nobody, like, ain't nobody salty about no no Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I, I, I don't know why you trying to make, you trying to push this issue, man. <laughs> you trying to push this issue so much, you you here on the Saints podcast. <laughs> like, man, y'all going to be salty. 
<coughs> this man here bringing the soap. <laughs> here you go, passing out the soap. Uh, let's see, Ryan Nielsen did great with the talent this year, but we need a, a stout defensive tackle. Uh, we couldn't stop the run. I just think that has a lot to do with the attention to detail. Like, if you are a co-defensive coordinator, your your job is to focus on that, that defense, right? So I just think that you probably seen a drop-off on the defensive line. Probably had a lot to do because Ryan Nielsen's head wasn't in that room as often as it was when he just solely focused on the defensive line. Uh, free agent. Uh, couldn't imagine if the Bucks starting quarterback and best wide receiver was hurt most of the year. Kind of – <clears throat> inspiring the race was even close. Look, man, all I know is um I ain't mad at I ain't mad at uh them boys for being happy, but I bruh, I have no reason to be jealous of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh team at all. Like they're not even close. Like as far as as far as like team success like head to head, like it ain't even close, man. It ain't it ain't even close. Like I don't like I don't just look at teams, and I know that people look at this as the ultimate validation. Oh, they won more. They they won more Super Bowls. Who cares? Like still putting foots in you, still beating you. You know what I'm saying? Like they swept the Saints this year, but when the last time did that happen? I mean, I don't know what I was like in tenth grade or something. So you got a lot. You got a lot to. <laughs> to do in order for you to like be like consider like even in a conversation like nobody even talks about the Bucks. like everybody talks about Tom Brady like nobody talks about like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and when Tom Brady leaves nobody's gonna be talking about the Bucks. you're, you're pr- being on prime time you being the center of a conversation on some of these talking head shows all that is because of Tom Brady and when Tom Brady leaves and when he packs up Nobody will care about you anymore. Then you'll find yourself like being in the same conversation, looking and trying to find uh podcasts and trying to find people that's actually talking about your team because nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, like even like when they won the South, like I, I'm telling you, I didn't even care. Like it's it, it's that bad when it comes to NFC South. You know, I don't I don't know. It's like you know, it's like cheering because you 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 got out the dumpster before everybody else did. I, I don't know, but you still stink. You know, that, that's <laughs> that's the way I feel about it. But like I guess, but at the end of the day, I want to help you understand that I completely understand why you're happy. I mean, everybody want to go to the playoffs. Everybody want their team to go to the playoffs, no matter how you're trying to, you know, dismiss. Oh man, the Saints are all who they are. You still when they started putting them mathematics up there, a part of you as a fan was still like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, there's a chance that we can make the playoffs. I mean, if you care about a team in any way, it's still going to be that way. Uh, nobody cares about the state of the books. <laughs> uh, just like everyone only talked about Drew Brees. Nah, they talked about Sean Payton, man. They talked about uh, Cam Jordan. They talked about Marshawn Lattimore. They talked about Kamara. I mean, you had multiple pro bowlers on here. It wasn't just about Drew Brees, you know. It wasn't just about Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Drew Brees is the – I'll put it to you like this. You ain't the Cowboys. No matter who they parade out there as a quarterback, they're going to be on prime time. You ain't the Giants. Anybody they parade out there a quarterback, 
they still going, you know what I'm saying? They still going to be on prime time. All I'm saying is all of this prime time success. And even if Tom Brady leaves, <clears throat> I think y'all still going to be on prime time because they got to put y'all there because y'all make y'all been making the playoffs, but all that stuff is just going to be gone. Like, cause think about it. What, what do you have to stand on? And like I said, I don't want to make this about y'all and I want, look, I ain't trying to make nobody feel bad, especially a team, especially a team who, um, you know, making the playoffs, but I'm just saying, man, we got to put this down into perspective. Your success is paid for by Tom Brady. Your fan base waking up and people coming about the trees is because of Tom Brady. The primetime games, the, the Monday morning quarterback, all of that is because of Tom Brady. Everybody else is basically like just background noise, you know, like that's what it is. Like, I think, and, uh, and y'all know that. Like, if you look deep down inside yourself, you know that's the truth. You know that's the truth, man. Come on. Uh, facts uh, uh, that they talk about our defense, what can they say about Tampa outside of time? I don't know, man. Like I said, I mean, they got some good players on their team. I'm not going to sit up here and just poo-poo on these boys, man. I'm just not. They got, they got talent. All I'm saying is, take away Tom Brady, y'all the Saints. End up coach. No disrespect to uh, <coughs> Ty Bowles. <coughs> End up coach. Mediocre team. Tom Brady be facilitating some of them uh, four-quarter comebacks and overtime comebacks, putting them in field goal range. Take him away, and y'all are – we basically the same team. Like, it, it is what it is. We are the same exact team. Take Tom Brady away, and y'all the Saints. Good defense. Mediocre quarterback play, you know, can't run the football, you know, depends on what, what time it is, you know, average kicker. It's the same team. We will be having the same, we'll be having the same conversation. You take Tom Brady away. Y'all take Tom Brady, y'all take Tom Brady away. We'll be in the same predicament. So I don't know. Uh, and all them guys going to be uh, gone as soon as they can. They're going to pull a Jackson State. <laughs> Why are you Bucks fans even here? Oh, so we can laugh. Look, I ain't got no problem with them being here. I ain't got no problem with them, you know, uh, beating on their chest. I, I have I have no problem with that. But like I said, I just put this thing into perspective. Like, we all were bad. If if if. Tampa steamrolled throughout the division, one in 13 games, and everybody else was at, at, at the bottom of the barrel like they have been, then I can be like, okay. But they only got, what, they 8-8? Eight and eight? Like, they only got one win more than the New Orleans Saints as of right now. So I'm like, come on, man. Uh, I disagree, TJ. Take Brady away, and we would have uh, swept them again. Yeah, I mean, our defense is better. Nah, bro, no. No, y'all defense is not better than New Orleans Saints defense. No, sir. It is not. It is not. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. Like, your quarterback can literally do absolutely nothing every time he played the New Orleans Saints. Trevor Simeon lit y'all up. Jameis Winston was in the potential of lighting y'all up. Drew Brees is lit y'all up several times. Several times. Like, how can you like how can you dispute 38 to 3, 9 to nothing? Like, come on, man. Like, give me a freaking break. Like, you you gotta be kidding me. How many, like, 
Tom Brady has more interceptions than touchdowns versus the New Orleans Saints. So how can y'all possibly say that his the defense is better because y'all won? No, our defense ain't better. Like like y'all could y'all cannot even run the football. Your best wide receiver, Mike Evans, Mister Nine, what thousand yard seasons, can barely get a catch in a game. Like, come on, man, call it for, who who have y'all like honestly actually shut down from the New Orleans Saints? Who have y'all actually shut down? Y'all got Traquan Smith out here. Y'all got Kevin White out here making big splash plays. And and this is what y'all talking about? Oh, man, give me a break. Like, the only reason why y'all saying this is because y'all won. Tampa defense is not better than New Orleans Saints defense. They are not. Like, how? what did Tampa, like, like, the most mediocre quarterbacks, they out here throwing for 250 for your on y'all boys. Tom Brady literally can do absolutely nothing versus the Saints. What did he do in that game versus uh, the Saints the last game besides facilitate a four-quarter comeback? He did absolutely nothing in this game. Like, that was that was the most Tim Tebow performance I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, y'all won. I get y'all that. But you ain't about to sit up here and say y'all defense better than the Saints. Y'all literally could do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely, positively nothing. We held Mahomes to zero touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Okay. But before that, did he not lit light y'all up for like 400 yards? Tyree Hill had like 200 yards in, in the first half. So what what is it then? Okay, y'all decide to have a good defensive performance in that game. That's that's fine. But all I'm saying is Tom Brady had 199 yards. In, in that play, in that division game, Drew Brees picked the wrong time to have his worst performance. You had a fumble by Jared Cook. Man, y'all defense has never been better than the Saints. Y'all have a legendary quarterback. This dude can light up literally anybody. The Saints are the only team, and y'all know it deep down in y'all soul. Mike, yep, Mike Evans can't do nothing for the most part. Chris Godwin can't do nothing for the most part. Leonard Fournette can barely run the football. Like y'all literally, like the last couple of times y'all played the Saints. Y'all couldn't even run the football. Y'all basically just suspended the whole run game. So you're going to sit up here and just say that the Saints defense isn't better? And you're just saying it because you won. And I'll give you that. You won, but your defense ain't better. Who besides the New Orleans Saints can make Tom Brady look as as human as as they have? Nobody. Now, I get y'all want to play. Y'all won a division two years in a row. Congratulations to you. But nah, bro, y'all not a better defense than the Saints. Like one, like Dennis Allen may be, you know, uh, average, below average coach, but he has Tom Brady number. So y'all, y'all can sit up here and fight that all day, but the numbers don't lie. How many, how many interceptions to touchdowns does Tom Brady have versus the Saints? How many wins versus losses does he have against the New Orleans Saints? Period. In a, in a Tampa uniform, the Saints neutralize him. Period. Like go back. I ain't even got. I ain't even got to uh, really got to just talk. I mean, just go look at the numbers. The Saints are the only team that makes the that makes these boys look normal. Plus, Carlton Davis always had slam boy on quarantine. Oh, he had him on quarantine when he scored the touchdown. When he scored a touchdown and, and had about seventy some odd yards in the last game. So I guess he had him. I guess he had him down there then. Huh? Okay. 
And the last time where they, they end up playing, then and he was like relatively healthy. Then he go for over 100 yards against Carlton Davis. Oh, okay. Y'all can say what y'all want to say, man. But Jay ain't about to dispute this. Tom Brady looks normal against the New Orleans Saints. And they're the only team that is capable of doing that to him consistently. It is not a fluke. And Mike Evans can completely get shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. That is a fact. Mike, Mike Evans can go for three touchdowns over 100 yards against anybody but the New Orleans Saints. So it is what it is. Like I said, congratulations to y'all, but y'all ain't about to feed me that stuff. Y'all ain't about to feed me that stuff about the Saints. Man, knock, knock it off. Y'all best players can do absolutely nothing versus the New Orleans Saints. Mike Evans, nothing. Tom Brady, nothing. Like, what? Mm -mm. Nah, I ain't, I ain't accepting that. But, yeah, man, we're about to go ahead and get up out of here, man. We ain't about to – I'm not about to end no show with no uh, Tampa Bay, uh, no comments. Somebody give me something about the Saints. Uh, have we uh, had any 100-yard receivers since uh, Jameis was benched? Even Traquan had a 100-yard game. Jerry, that's a good point. No, they have not. They have not. I mean, I remember uh, Chris Olave almost had 200 – like – I will say this. If Jameis Winston was the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints throughout the entire season, Chris Olave probably would have about 15, 1600 yards. Because the last game they played together, I want to say Chris Olave had like 184 yards receiving. So, yeah. And then you had Traquan out there with 100. Uh, you had uh, Jarvis Landry out there with 100. Uh, you had Mike Thomas out there, you know what I'm saying, three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he had man, he had them boys like man, he had them boys out there uh, looking good, man. I, I think that defense, I think that offense probably would have been high powered if he would have been out there. Uh, come on, man, y'all defense uh, and this team just better. That's why we're the NFC South champions, and y'all will be on the couches once again. Y'all won one more game than the New Orleans Saints. One, one. <laughs> Like, bro, I, I don't understand this. I don't. Like, bro, this, this – I, I don't know. These 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 morals that y'all live by, my goodness. Like, I get it. Y'all won the division, but, bro, it, it's not that impressive, man. You know, like, I don't know, man. Y'all y'all won one game more than the Saints did. Like, y'all 8-8, eight and eight, the Saints are, what, 7 and – what, 7 and 9? You know what I'm saying? So if y'all lose next week and the Saints win, guess what? We both gonna have the same record. Like how? Like come on, man. Wow, man, we can't do this, man. We can't do this. But if if you want to take that, then I'm fine, man. Uh, but before I get up out of here, man, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody here. I don't care who you're rooting for. Thank you so much for stopping by. I just ask that you hit the like button and subscribe if you have not already. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Voyages S uh St. Louis or STL, um, they featured me uh, in their uh, latest uh, magazine uh, this uh, past month uh, for the month of January, and I'm extremely excited about this, man. So if you're not doing anything, uh, go to uh, Voyage S uh, STL, uh, read the article, uh, basically just kind of featuring me talking about my, my radio journey and uh, some of the things that I've done uh, to this particular point. So I'm extremely, you know, happy about it, man. The fact that anybody would want to write an article about me, oh, you know, and I appreciate everybody that's shown love over the years to make this show what it is, make this podcast what it is. And, um, 
I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. Win, lose, or draw, we're going to be here. I don't care who, if the Saints in the playoff, not in the playoff, we're still going to be doing this show. We're still going to be doing uh, the state of the Saints, and we're going to continue to uh, keep this thing going. And um, also, you know, in playoffs, man, we're still going to be talking uh, Saints football. We're going to be talking about playoff football. Uh, the show is not going to end, man. There's a lot of things that need to be discussed, offseason moves, who going to stay, who going to go. I mean, even though the season is going to be over for the Saints at the end of the, uh, at end of the week, uh, still, you know, uh, there's a lot to be talked about. So thank you all so much uh, uh, for stopping by. Uh, make sure you subscribe once again. Like, hit the like button. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, Shouts out to uh, the troop, uh, King Walker. I know it's, uh, kind of, it can be kind of tough walking into enemy territory, but thank you. And also to Brent, man. Shouts out to y'all stopping by, uh, you know, showing your fandom to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's all love at the end of the day, man. Nobody hates anybody, you know what I'm saying, for real. Like, we just want uh, our team to be successful. So, uh, you know, for y'all coming up in here swimming into this uh, shark-infested water uh, to rep for your team, um, you know, I appreciate that for y'all stopping by, man. Uh, and also, uh, shouts out to everybody that chimed in. Uh, Jules, uh, Mike, uh, Jerry, Chosen, Dalton, uh, Maul. Um, thank y'all so much, man, for all of y'all that uh, chimed in. And uh, we'll be talking – a little bit more about the Saints Carolina Panthers game as that game, uh, you know, happens. And uh, we'll see, you know, will the Saints uh, make a change at the quarterback position? Will we see Jameis Winston play the final game of the season, get him some snaps? Will we see some uh, some of these other guys who haven't been playing? Are we going to see them be able to do some things? We'll, we'll see, man. But uh, thank you all so much. And until uh, next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>